0: Turn with me in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, we're going to begin reading there in verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This morning we're continuing our series on the fruit of the Spirit this morning we are going to focus in on peace. Everybody say peace. I don't know if you'll, i tell you, old songs just, I guess I'm getting older or something. I got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like, ever, y'all ever heard that? In my soul, I tell you what, I've got peace like a river. And you know the Bible talks about, and there's another song, peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above. Amen. Sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of, of love. Amen. I tell you what, God is just moved. This is the fruit or the evidence of his spirit whenever there's love in operation. Jesus said, By this shall you know, shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. Amen. In other words, he says, I know, everybody's gonna know you, my kids. If you're loving one another, amen, you got, you've got his DNA moving in you. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is the evidence of the Spirit of God dwelling in us. In the Gospels, Jesus told us that his disciples would be known by their fruits. Let's look in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 16. Matthew seven sixteen, Jesus speaking here, he says, You shall know them how? By their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles the answer is no even so every good tree bringeth forth good tree good fruit but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit every tree that bringeth forth good fruit is that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire He says, Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Jesus continues preaching here. He says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I liken him unto a wise man, which has built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall be likened unto a. a I'm sorry, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was, it, was the fall of it and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings the people were astonished at his doctrine or his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the, the scribes. I've been saying this you if 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 this if a tree could talk and it goes around saying, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree, but it's got something orange it's growing, it's an orange tree. It's not an apple tree. Amen? How do we know what kind of a tree it is? By its fruit. And Christians, Jesus said, By their fruits you shall know them. And he said, This is the fruit of the Spirit. Or in other words, this is the DNA of the Makeup of what it means to be a Christian. And see, And we've been learning this, that the fruit of the Spirit is deposited in us at new birth. That doesn't mean when we're born naturally, when we're born again. Everybody say, you got to be born again. Now, see, that means you had to be born once to be born again. Amen? And so whenever you are born again, what happens is this is that the Holy Spirit comes in and He comes in with all of His fruit. Amen? The fruit of His Spirit, the love, joy, peace. You'll never have more love. You'll never have more joy. You'll never have more peace than you have at new birth. It's a gift. Amen? It's just like muscles in your body. You don't get more muscles as you get older. You just learn how to use them. (laughs) Jack got a little brother. You know, Luke's dog, Jack, got a little brother, Charlie. And he's about, what, he's about 10, 11 weeks old now? He's like. You know, he he keeps running after he's trying to stop. You know, he's just, he's, he's clumsy. He hasn't got good muscle control yet. Amen? And so, but he has just as many muscles as Jack does, and he's the same kind of dog as Jack is. Okay, but the same way with us. We have just as much fruit of the Spirit whenever we are born again as we do after we've matured over the years. We just bear fruit from it. Everybody say the fruit of the Spirit is deposited in me at new birth in seed form. In seed form, see? That's what it is. Because we don't get it full grown. We get it in seed form. And he wants us to cultivate the fruit of the spirit. We've been talking about that, and as we've mentioned uh, in the former teaching, the in the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is given to us in seed form when we're born again. Praise the Lord. Peace. Everybody say peace. Peace is the third fruit that we're looking at this morning. And uh, and, and how many's ready to bite into a piece of that fruit? Amen. Me too. Glory to God. I am ready to bite into a piece. Sorry. A piece of peace, okay, that fruit, glory. Discover what it tastes like. Let me tell you, let me just define terms real quick. Because the word peace in Galatians 5, uh, what was it, 16, or 22 through 23? Galatians uh, 5, 22 and 23 where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. That word peace, and you remember that the, the New Testament was, was written in Greek. And so the Greek word for this word peace is irene E i r e n e, Irene. Okay, and it means peace. It means by implication prosperity. It means to make one. It means to join. Everybody say peace. See, it means one peace, quietness, rest to set at one again. See the uh, corresponding Hebrew word to this Greek word, and I'm going to speak English in just a minute. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, so it was written in Greek. The Greek word was Irene. Okay. And that means to be at one. It means peace. It means rest. It means, uh, it means to set at one again. It means prosperity. And the, the Hebrew corresponding word to Irene to is shalom. Everybody say shalom. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken wholeness. Amen. Everybody say shalom over every home. Nothing broken, nothing missing, wholeness. That means nothing and no one. Amen. Glory to God. We, you begin to speak peace over your home. The Bible says that God gives his people peaceful dwelling places. Amen. Just uh, you go around, and just begin to prophesy peace over your home, shalom, over your relationships, over your body, over your soul. How many knows our souls can be broken? Our mind, our will, our emotions can get run over, can get broken. We need to prophesy peace. And see, He told us, and we're going to learn how to partake this morning of that peace that makes us whole. Amen. See, the joy strengthens us, but the peace makes us what? Whole. Amen. Wholeness. Amen. And so I'm just going to keep on. I ran another. another it means it describes harmonious relationships between people. Whew. We're going to we're going to we're going to taste what it mean what it what it uh, is going to be like to have harmonious relationships between people between nations. Friendliness, it means freedom from molestation. Glory to God. We pronounce peace over this generation. Amen. It, it, it means order in the state. Everybody say peace over Texas. Mm. It means peace in the churches, the harmonized relationships between God and man. See, peace releases harmony between man and man and between God and man. How many knows that we need to bite into some of this? And it means it's accomplished through the gospel, the peace, the sense and rest of contentment consequent thereon. Everybody say peace brings contentment. Because how many, see, we are to, in what sort of state that we are in, we are to be content. Amen? The Apostle Paul says, he says, listen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, whether I'm abased ba- whether, whether or whether I'm abounding, I can do all things through Christ. Amen? We need to be content in whatsoever state that we're in, but we don't have to stay there. I mean, you can, you can be broke, busted, and disgusted and be full of joy and peace at the same time. Why? Because you know everything's going to change, right? I'm sorry, fixing to change her. God is called the God of peace. Amen. Let's look in, in, in Romans chapter 15 and verse 33. I'm just sort of baiting your hook right now, okay? Romans 15:33. it says, Now the God of peace be with you all. See, God was a southern guy. He said, May the, the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Y'all. Glory to God! Everybody say God is the God of peace. He's the God of peace. Glory to God, and therefore, and He's given us peace like a river. Romans sixteen twenty. You'll like this one too. Romans sixteen twenty, and the God of peace. Now I'm reading this out of the Amplified because I like it. Now the God and the God of peace will soon crush Satan. Under your feet. Ah, yeah. <laughs> glory to God. Everybody say the God of peace shall soon crush Satan underneath my feet. And then he goes on to say, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, be with you. Amen. Pray, peace is powerful. Glory to God. Jesus is called the Prince. Of peace. See, God's called the God of all peace. Amen. The God of peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Amen. Isaiah 9, 6, uh, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, about it prophesying about Christ's birth. He says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. What? The Prince of Peace. See, the fruit of the Spirit identified as peace does not mean that there is no conflict or stress that tries to come against you. It means to create order in the presence of chaos. See, peace does not mean you don't have something you've got to overcome. Amen? Peace means you have power to overcome what's acting crazy. Let's keep going. It means to create order in the presence of chaos and bring wholeness where there's been brokenness, to set at one again. If a bone has a compound fracture, what what do you have to do? You have to put it back together. You have to set it at one again. Wrap it up. Give it some time to heal. Amen. See, that's what peace does. I mean, if we're broken in an area, we need to pronounce peace over that area. The God of all peace crush Satan underneath our feet in that area. Amen. Put us back together again. Bring wholeness to cause to be at one again. Amen. And we have to pronounce peace. Jesus came preaching peace unto them. We're going to see all that in just a minute. But to uh, to set it one, like any of the fruit of the Spirit, peace must be cultivated to become fully developed. Everybody say peace must be cultivated in me in order to be fully developed in me. It doesn't just happen. Amen. I mean, just because you're born again doesn't mean you're full of joy. That means you can be. Amen. Just because you're born again doesn't mean you're full of love. It means you can be. You have the capability of being. Amen. Because the fruit of love's in you. All we have to do is cultivate it. You know what cultivate it means? That means you've got to plow up that fallow ground that's choking out the seed, amen. You've got got to water it. You've got to keep the weeds and the birds off of it, amen. You've got to fertilize. (laughs) Life has a tendency to fertilize. Anyways, peace is not just a feeling we experience when we get born again. Peace is a fruit whose functions are vital for anyone desiring to live in the fullness of, of the Spirit of God. I'm going to say that again. Fruit, the fruit of peace, is vital, whose functions are vital to anyone desiring to live in the fullness of the Spirit of God. See, God doesn't want you to have an endure life, He wants you to have an enjoy life in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. That's what John 10.10 10 in, the, in the Amplified says. Jesus said, I've come to give you life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Hallelujah. So what we need to do is we need to realize that the fruit of the spirit of peace must be cultivated in our lives to become developed in our lives. I'm going to read a scripture, and it may seem out of context, but I'm going to give you the explanation of it in just a minute. Matthew's Gospel chapter 24. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24 and verse 3. It says, And Jesus, as, and as he, Jesus, sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come, in my name saying, I am the Christ, I and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Underline this in your Bible. See that ye be not troubled. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. See, there's some things in life you can't pray and fast away. There's some things in life you can't believe away or confess away. If Jesus said this is going to happen, guess what? It's going to happen. But he said the one thing you've got control over is this. See that you not be troubled in your heart. Amen? And see, the way—the only antidote for being troubled or being anxious or full of anxiety or stress or fear, peace. We're going to see this in just a second. Because, see, what we need to do is we need to realize, because if Jesus said this stuff's going to happen, guess what? It's going to happen. How many knows that things are escalating every day of our lives? I mean, my gracious, it's just like, hello, really? Every day it's escalating and escalating and escalating. And Jesus, he made this statement. He said, see that ye be not troubled. He said, this stuff's going to happen, but don't be troubled by it. Amen? Amen. And what it's going to take in order for us to not be troubled by it is have the fruit of the Spirit in us. Amen? He said there's going to be many come. Oh, no, Oh, it's nothing's going to happen. No, no listen, there, there's going to be stuff happening. But you know what? We can be a good cheer because we have overcome the world. And greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. See, Jesus went right through the middle of a storm, and he spoke to that storm. He said peace. Let's look at three functions that peace does in our lives to develop God's fruit. The first function of the fruit of peace is to help our hearts be free from trouble. Everybody say peace helps our hearts be free from trouble or from being troubled. How many knows you can go through trouble and not be troubled? Every first attender has to deal with that. Deal with trouble, but not be troubled. Amen? There are some things that will transpire here on earth prior to the rapture that we can't fast and pray away or confess away that are prophesied that will come to pass, but we as God's children can have peace in the midst of the storm. Amen? John chapter, John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 27. Does that mean we're not to speak to storms? No, you better. Amen? But there's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be all kind of stuff, crazy stuff happening in different places. But you know what? We can walk right through the middle of chaos and have peace. Amen? We can have peace in the midst of the storm. We don't have to be troubled when we're going through trouble. Because Jesus said, I'll be with you in trouble. Amen? And I'll deliver you out. That's in Psalm 91. Amen? Everybody say, learn. Psalm ninety one. I mean he, he said, Though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, no evil shall befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh into thy dwelling place. Amen. Why? Because you have set you you, you have made him who is the most high of your habitation. Amen. Under his wings you trust. Whew. Peace. John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus speaking here, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be what? Neither let it be afraid. See, the antidote for trouble is what? Peace. Peace. Everybody say peace. Now, because Jesus has given us his peace, he said that uh, peace not as the world gives, give I unto you. See, the kind of peace that the world has is whenever everything is peaceful, they have peace. But whenever everything is chaotic, they have stress. Are you seeing this? And what we have to do is we have to train ourselves and cultivate this kind of peace, this kind of peace that doesn't look at stuff to see if everything's okay. Amen? Doesn't look at how we feel to determine if everything's okay. Doesn't look at how everybody's responding to determine if everything's okay. We have peace, not like the world gives, give I unto you. He says, my peace give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The presence of the fruit of peace is what will keep trouble. From getting into our hearts. I'm going to say that again. The presence of the fruit of peace. Is what will keep trouble. From getting into our hearts. Let not your hearts be what? Troubled. He says peace give I unto you. He says I'm giving you this peace. So you don't let. Your hearts get troubled. How many knows that it's up to us. If we get troubled or not. It's our choice. See, trouble's everywhere. We don't have to be troubled. We can have peace. Let not. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. Proverbs 4 tells us to guard our hearts with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. Every issue in our life originates in our hearts. Amen? And that's why we've got to guard our hearts with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life of life we must guard our hearts from being troubled because trouble is what tries to steal our peace is this coming together for you trouble is what tries to steal your peace Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 I'm reading this out of the Amplified once again it says do not fret or have any anxiety about anything did you know that you don't have to worry about anything? People get upset at me if I, if they feel like I'm not worrying about them. Well, aren't you worried? Why aren't you worried? I'm like, I prayed, I believed, I received, and now I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to bear one of those burdens, but I'm not going to get stressed out and worry over it. I mean, how many knows that some of our grandparents, they were champion warrior warriors? Maybe some of you guys. I mean, they just I mean they'd sit up and just worry, 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 worry till you got in there. Oh, oh, now I can go to bed. God says, fret not. I love this. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Did you know you're not supposed to get stressed out about anything? Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer, you don't just sort of check it off. Some of you guys are like, dude, I don't care. Just because you're not anxious and stressed out about anything doesn't mean you don't have anything you got to do. Amen? (laughs) Some of you guys are pulling that God card. Yeah, God got that thing. I ain't. You need to, he said, but in every circumstance and in everything by what? Prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. I love that. Continue to make your, did you know that God wants to bless you? Did you know that God, he delights in satisfying not just your needs, but your wants. Praise the Lord. It says, continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and being content with its earthly lot." with its earthly lot, whatever sort it is, that peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's how we guard our hearts. That's how we become immune, become immune from trouble, is by, is by mounting up in His peace. Jesus shows us the contrast between two believers... In the same place, one is stressed out and overwhelmed and the other is at perfect peace. How many knows who I'm talking about? Luke chapter 10, Mary and Martha. They were in the same place. One of them was stressed out and overwhelmed and the other one was just cool as a cucumber. How many knows you can be going through the same thing as somebody else is and not be stressed out like they are? Amen? Amen? Stress is not your friend. Worry is not your friend. Amen. Peace is your friend. And we're going to see why just we're going to see some of the reasons why. But let, let uh, Jesus showed us his contract Luke chapter 10 verse 38. It says now it came to pass as they went that he Jesus entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. You might want to remember that. Where was where was where was Mary? At Jesus' feet. And heard the and heard his word, but Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him, came to Jesus, and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she come and help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. Don't make Jesus call your name twice. It never works out good. Martha, Martha. Thou art careful and what? Troubled about many. He said you're full of care and you're troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Woo! Glory to God. Peace, you might want to write this down. Peace is purchased at the feet of Jesus. Peace is purchased at the feet of Jesus. Whew. The first thing that happens to us as believers when we begin to feel troubled, is we think we need to do more. Well, what you were doing that got you in the place of now being troubled, you think doing more of that is going to help you get out of trouble? It's a form of insanity to continue to do the same thing and expect different results. Right? If, what's, if what you're doing, you're all feeling troubled, you need to do something different. Because... Until you do something different, you're not going to have something different. See, Martha didn't need Mary to get up. Martha needed to go sit down. Amen? First thing that what happens to us as believers when we, feel, when we begin to feel troubled and overwhelmed is we think we need to do more. But the truth is, when we begin to feel troubled and overwhelmed, that is a warning sign that we need to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive more of his peace to overcome the stress that we are experiencing in our lives. Amen? Because if we're getting stressed out, we're like, okay, something's not working. I'm not doing it right. I don't need to do it harder and do it more. I need to change what I'm doing. And I need to say, you know what? Okay, if I'm all stressed out over here doing all this, Peace is purchased at the feet of Jesus. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go and sit at His feet. What did it mean, sitting at His feet? She was sitting at His feet, listening to His words. Amen? We're going to see some keys to unlock peace in our life. Many times when we feel troubled, we try to do more and serve more and get more frustrated at others and we feel like they're not doing enough. How many have been there besides me? Okay, glory to God. We're having a lesson in honesty here. Another thing that, that happens when stress tries to get in us is when we get frustrated at others who don't seem to be concerned enough about the stress and problems going on around you. Aren't you worried about the society that's... I mean, aren't you, aren't you stressed out about what's going on in politics? Or, no. Why? Because I pray. Amen? I pray for those who are in authority. And I know, I know that if my ways be pleasing unto God, he's even going to cause his enemies to be at peace with me. Amen? And, and, and even if, I mean, if the world goes to hell in a handbasket and I'm praying for it, God's going to carry me in the basket. Amen? Right out of hell. I mean, he's going to take care. Because God's looking for those that are looking for him. So how do we deal with these things? We, uh, we need to care, but the only way that we can deal with cares and keep our peace is to cast them at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Does that mean you just don't care? No. You cast those cares. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on Him, for He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. What do we do with all these cares and anxieties and concerns? We bring them to Jesus. While we're sitting at His feet, and we're listening to His words, then we're letting our requests be made known to Him. Amen? And God begins to work on our behalf. The second function of the fruit of peace in the life of a believer, number one, it deals with the area of trouble. It keeps trouble from getting in your heart. Number two is it, it gives you direction. Everybody say, peace helps me to find God's direction. In my life. This is so good. Because, see, uh, if we are stressed out and overwhelmed, we will not be able to hear God's voice. The Bible says He speaks in a still, small voice. Amen? And so, if we're stressed out, overwhelmed, running everywhere, looking for answers, rah, 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 We can't hear God. And see, and this and one of the ways that God leads us is by peace. But if we have no peace, we have no leading from God. Amen? Let's look in the scriptures. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. Colossians 3, 15 in the amplified version. I guess I like that this week. (laughs) And let, everybody say let. See, we have to let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ rule. Act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state to which. As members of Christ's one body, you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. You see, God uses peace to direct us on what's Him and what's not. But if we don't live in peace, we we can't follow His direction. A lot of times, people are like, I just want to hear God's voice. I just want to hear God's voice. I, listen, if God has given you a direction that He wants to go, He doesn't have to wake you up every morning and tell you the same thing over and over again. If He said it, He means it. Amen. And so And so as you're walking in His way, there'll be peace. And you let everybody say we're going to let peace rule. In our hearts, okay. And so you let peace, and then, and then, whenever you get to a point, you go, "Whoa, boy, there's no peace right there, Lord. What's going on about that?" I'm glad you stopped and asked me, because uh, I want you to walk this way right now, Amen. How many knows that God can always call audibles? Y'all don't know what audibles are. Come on, football, we're back in business. Glory to God. I mean, quarterback gets to the line, and they see the defenses have a huge opening right over here that we can break through, get a first down, possibly score on. He gets up to the line, no matter what the play was called in the huddle. He gets to the line, he calls an audible. What does that mean? I'm switching the play, boys, because I see something you don't see. And we are finna score on the enemy. Amen. And so God will call an audible because, now see, if we're listening, everybody said we've got to listen to let peace rule. We've got to listen because if we're not listening, we can't let peace rule. We've got to be sober. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be sitting on G, waiting on O. Why? Because God, because see, if we just do something the same way because it's always been done the same way, and that's the way we do it. Well, you'll be about a million miles offside of God, because God doesn't work that way. He said, "My sheep hear my voice." That's it. That's it. And so, what we need to, whenever He says, all of a sudden you get a, "Whoa, that's not okay. Something's wrong there." What God? What is that? He said, "I'm glad you asked. I want you to go this way." Amen. And it's, and just because He told us to go this way one day doesn't mean that's going to be every day. Because our adversary, the devil, is going about as a roaring lion. Sometimes God just wants to steer you clear from the devil so he doesn't, so you don't have to waste your time on him. Amen? Do we overcome the devil? Yeah, we overcome the devil in Jesus' name. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes God can just give him a Heisman. Just, just stiff-arm that joker. He doesn't even get close. Amen. (laughs) You ain't even got a fool with him today. Why? Because you're listening to the Lord. And he's ordering your steps. He's directing your paths. He's leading you in his way everlasting. But we've got to let that peace rule in our hearts and in our lives by listening to him. Amen. Isaiah 55 and 12. Isaiah 55, 12. Because peace is a valuable fruit. All these fruit of the Spirit are so valuable. It'll keep your heart from being troubled, and it'll give you direction for your daily details or your destiny. Amen? Isaiah 55, 12. He says, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with what? Peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Sound like touchdown to me. I'm ready for football. Glory to God. Glory. Listen, I want you to realize this because, because God is saying, Listen, if we, will, if we will keep our joy, amen, and we'll be led forth with peace, he said you're going to score let me read it again. I mean, that's what he says. In my in Allen England interpretation, anyway. That, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth. And I'm not saying go out with this young lady on the front row. <laughs> or the yeah. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. How are we going to be led? With peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before singing, glory to God. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. As we become more sensitive to keeping God's peace as an operative, operative, operating in our life, amen. As we keep God's peace in full operation in our life, we'll be better able to hear His voice and know His will for our life. Amen? See, because everything that is of God is of peace because He is the God of peace. Jesus is the Prince of peace. He said we'll go out with joy and be led forth in peace. Amen? Peace will keep our hearts from being troubled. Let me give you another scripture. James chapter 3, verse 17. James 3, 17. Because whenever God's trying to give you wisdom, you need to know what it looks like. How many needs to know what God's wisdom looks like? There's a different kind of wisdom. If you read the whole book of James, James is the New Testament Proverbs. It's the book of wisdom in the New Testament. James chapter 3 and verse 17, because there's a sensual, earthly, devilish wisdom in verse 16. But verse 17, he says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then what? Peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. You know we don't have to try to talk ourselves into what God's telling us to do. Let me say that again: we don't have to try to talk ourselves into what God's telling us to do. I mean, whenever God says something, you're just and you and you're living in peace and you're letting peace rule in your heart. And He says something all of a sudden, you're just like, "Man, tastes like God to me, huh?" That tastes. That's peaceful. That's pure. That's, that's easy to entreat. Amen. No matter whether you hit, because remember, it's peace that surpasses all your understanding that'll keep your heart and your mind stayed on Him. Amen. We've got to follow after peace. Because, see, sometimes, well, faith doesn't make sense. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. See, seeing is one of your senses. Amen? Faith doesn't make sense, but it pleases God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. I'm needing to move on here. Praise the Lord. I y'all, are get, y'all are hungry. Y'all are just, y'all are getting this fruit. Oh, yeah. I mean, y'all hungry for the word. I'm hearing you. I'm feeling you. Come on. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, but now in Christ Jesus ye who were who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ for he is our what peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us and came and preached what peace came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to them that were nigh. Listen, Jesus, Jesus is the one that broke down the middle wall of partition and made us twain one. Amen. To be at one with God again through the cross, through the blood of his cross. And he preached peace, the third function of the fruit of peace is it enables us to be peacemakers. Amen. The, the fruit of peace enables us to be peacemakers. So, number one, peace frees you from your heart being troubled. And whenever your heart gets troubled, your whole world gets out of kilter. Anybody beside me been there? I mean, your heart get out of kilter, your whole life gets off course. You got to guard your heart because out of the out of your heart flow the issues of life. And so the only, way to, the only way to keep our heart from getting troubled is to let peace rule in our hearts. Amen? And we, and we have to be at peace with all men. Don't let anybody steal your peace. Amen? The third function of the fruit of peace is it enables us to be peacemakers. See, the fruit of peace being a, and being a peacemaker is part of our identification that we're God's kids. Everybody say, because I'm a peacemaker, that shows I'm one of my daddy's kids. I carry his DNA. Glory to God, glory. Let's look in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. Jesus speaking here, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. Jesus speaking here, he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called... The children of God. Here I'm going Greek on you again. That, that, that word children right there is who else. Everybody say who else. That means carry the nature and the character of their daddy. Everybody say, whenever I'm, everybody say when I'm a peacemaker, I'm demonstrating that I have the character and the nature of my daddy. How many's ever heard that? Uh, that boy just a spitting image of his daddy. Y'all ever heard that before? That boy just a spitting image of his daddy. Listen, that's an old English colloquial. That back when now see the whenever the Southern folks got it, that boy he just a spitting image of his daddy. You know, he heard some of the English chaps say, "Yeah, that ch- that boy he's just the spitting image of his daddy." <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> And down south, that he, he boy is the spitting image of his daddy. Everybody say spirit, spirit and image. That's what they were trying to say. That's what they thought. They, <laughs> they heard somebody say, that boy is just the and image of his daddy. He's, <laughs> he tried to say spitting image of his daddy. <laughs> that means he walks like, he acts like, he talks like, he thinks like, he works like, looks like. His daddy, the spirit and image. Now he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the spirit and image of their daddy. Whew. I mean, they pack in the DNA of their daddy God whenever we're walking as peacemakers, holding. Are keeping our peace, letting the peace of God keep our hearts and our minds and be the referee of our life is the very essence of who God is and what He wants us to help others receive. Everybody say a peacemaker means you have enough peace to help somebody else make theirs. Amen? We need to have enough peace in us that we can help other folks make peace but if you don't have peace you can't make peace Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 because peace is a big deal to, to be a peacemaker I mean how many know some people I mean they just get in the middle of somewhere and strife just goes with them how many's ever known anybody like that I mean they walk in the room and you're just like strife just entered the room strife, strife and contention somebody's saying yeah you've been on my job haven't you No, (laughs) I mean, some people are, they, they don't even mean to. It's a spirit of division, of contention, of strife, of anxiety, stress. Because, see, whatever you yield yourself to in abundance, it comes out of you and gets on everybody else around you. And that's why God wants us to be full of peace so that we can be peacemakers. Hebrews chapter 12 and and verse uh, 14, I think it is. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and what? Remember, peace is an antidote to keep trouble out of you lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby thereby many be defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. You know, we as God's children, are to live a life of peace and harmony with God and with people. Amen? We need to, as much as this is within us, we're, we, we are to be peacemakers. We're to live at peace with all men. In the New Living Translation of Hebrews twelve four, it says it like this. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. You know, revenge is not a response for the children of God. The Bible says, vengeance or revenge is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen? Vengeance belongs to God, not to us. Let me make a statement here before you think that Christianity is is to become a doormat for everybody to walk on. How many knows that we are not to be a doormat for everybody to walk on? Now, see, we can be at peace with everyone. We can pray for everyone, and we can love everyone, but we don't have to partner with everyone. Amen? Just because you love them doesn't mean you're a part of them. God bless Pastor Caldwell, my pastor in Little Rock, Arkansas. He said, Alan, he said, you know, you love everybody. He said, some you have to love from more of a distance. Amen. You just can't be connected with evil. God doesn't. He loves them nonetheless. I mean, as soon as they'll turn and turn towards him, he'll receive them in a millisecond. Amen. But see, you pray for everybody. You walk in peace with everybody. Amen. You love everybody, but you ain't got to partner with everybody. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says we're to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. You know, they took Jesus to the edge of the brow of that cliff, getting ready to throw him off. Did Jesus just as well, do with me what you may? No, he's praying. He said, God, you in this? Is this the way I'm supposed to go? I didn't think that was right. And God said, no, this ain't me. He said, okay. He just turned and walked right through the middle of them." Everybody said, Jesus is bad to the bone. Ah! Uh- <laughs> <laughs> he just turned, the Bible said he turned and walked right through the middle of them. And I mean, whenever they said, I'm looking for Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, whenever they, 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 he stood up and he said, I am he. And whenever he said that, the whole army went flat on their back. And they're all like, listen, he is strong, but he has strength under, uh, under control. Amen. Because he submits to the will of the Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. I'm going I'm to get you out of here in just a few minutes. How many is it, getting some of this already? So pop test real quick. Number one, the what peace provides, it provides, number one, your heart free from trouble. Amen. It helps you to get direction from God. Amen. And then thirdly, it helps you to become a peacemaker so you can be an imitator. Of God, Amen. Jesus came and preached peace. He came and made peace. He, he caused the middle wall of partition to be brought together. We are to be imitators of God, and the Bible says we are given the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling, bringing together, causing the world to become one with God through Jesus Christ, Amen. And so, frees our heart from trouble, gives us direction regarding the details that God has for our life. And number three, helps us to be a peacemaker. So let's see how we cultivate this fruit of peace. Number one, prayer. Prayer. Philippians 4, 6, we've already read this. I'm going to read it again. Because the way you cultivate or you grow peace in your life is through prayer. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Prayer offered with a heart of thanksgiving releases peace in our lives. I'm going to say that again. Prayer offered with a heart of thanksgiving releases peace in our lives. Prayer offered with a heart of thanksgiving. Not God, why are you taking so long? you know, kind of thing. That doesn't produce peace. Let your request be made known unto God with thanksgiving. Amen? And so in other words, we're, prayer offered to God with thanksgiving produces peace and releases peace in our life. Number two, the second way we cultivate or grow in the fruit of peace is by abiding in Jesus everybody say abiding you see those grapes didn't just get that way by showing up one day and checking out three right those grapes had to stay connected see to abide means to dwell to stay growing up I guess I always say growing up in the hood we never asked anybody where we live where you stay? That's all. You know, how many ever heard that before? Where do you stay? Everybody, see, to abide means to stay. Where do you live? Where do you dwell? Where do you eat? Where do you sleep? <laughs> Where do you get dressed? Where do you shower? Amen. Do you do that in Christ or you do that in the world and then you visit him when you get a chance? No, it's in Him that we live and move and have our being. Amen? We don't come to see Him. He is in us. We are in Him. Together we are one. We are abiding. And so to cultivate peace, you have to spend time with prayer, giving thanks at the feet of Jesus. Remember, peace is purchased at the feet of Jesus. Through prayer, number two, What we we just said is that uh, what we need to do is, number two, is abiding in Jesus. John's Gospel, chapter 15, and verse 4. We have peace through prayer, through abiding. Staying connected. Abide in me, he says, uh, John 15, verse 4 and 5. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. John sixteen thirty three. These things, Jesus speaking here, he says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you may have what? Peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Abiding in Christ is giving up the rights of our own life and following the path that He has for our life. I'm going to say that again. Abiding in Christ is following and staying connected to the path that He has for our life, not having our own wants, desires, directions that we're wanting to go. How many knows that a lot of times we'll start off good, but then we'll have another idea? And that other idea normally gets us off track. <laughs> Remember our definition of peace. It means to be at one with. Amen. Uh, stress is a result of two or more things going in different directions. Amen. The Bible tells us that a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Isaiah twenty six, three. I'm almost closing. Praise the Lord. I pray that you're getting something out of this. Amen, and that uh, that we're able to we're able to really appropriate this word and not just be hearers but doers. Isaiah twenty six three, he says, "Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee." Bless, he says, "Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed or continually or abiding in him." Because he trusts in thee. Number three. Number three, how do we cultivate peace? To grow this peace that we see the fruit of it. Loving the Word of God. Loving the Word of God is the third way believers can grow or cultivate the fruit of peace in their life. Loving the Word of God. Oh, yeah, I love the Word of God. Psalm 119. Oh, I tell you what. Psalm 119, verse 165. Psalm 119, verse 165, those are some big numbers in Scripture, amen? Psalm 119, the 119th Psalm, the 165th verse of that psalm. Great peace have those who love your law or your word, and nothing causes them to stumble. woo Amen. Great peace have they that love thy law, thy word, and nothing trips you up. Amen. To love the word, I'm sorry, to love the word of the Lord and to love the Lord are synonymous. I'm going to say that again. To love the word of the Lord and to love the Lord are synonymous. You cannot love the Lord and not love the Word because He is the Word. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld Him as the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. We cannot, to love the Word of the Lord and to love the Lord are synonymous. John fourteen twenty three. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he'll keep my words. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. We as believers may hear the word of God and love it, but we will not have the peace of God in our lives until we do it. I'm going to say that again. We as believers may hear the Word of God and love it, but we will not have the peace of God in us until we do it. Let me say that again. We as believers may hear the Word of God and love it, but we will not have the peace of God until we do it. Amen. Philippians 4, 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. (laughs) Everybody say do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. Jessica, if y'all could come at this time. Praise the Lord. I just thank God for the peace of God. God has given us the fruit of peace. I don't know about you, but I am so enjoying this series. Amen. The Word of God is just, boy, I'm tasting and seeing how good that God is. Amen. He's given us peace. Peace. Wonderful peace. It's flowing down. But see, we can love God's Word, but until we do it, God's Word, we won't have peace. And, you know, if we say we love God, and we do not do what he says, guess what we are? We're liars. Amen? We cannot say we love God and not do what he says. He said, you know, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, dude, we have done so many great things for you. Have you heard about what we've done? We've done this and we've done that and that. We cast out devils in your name, and we did all kinds of wonderful works in your name. We had orphanages. We fed the poor. We gave tons of money. I mean, we did all these wonderful works. He's looking, at, he's looking at, at somebody and saying, who? Who are you? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. In other words, what we have to do in order to be known by God is to not just know what he said. How many knows the devil knows what he said? And he twists that word every day. It's not enough to be hearers of the Word, but to be doers. He said if you be hearers only, you deceive yourself. And the reason that peace is not operative in your life is because you hadn't been spending time in prayer. Amen? You, you, that that, uh, that, that you, you hadn't been letting the peace of God rule in your hearts and shutting your flesh down. And so what we've got to do is we've got, we've got to say, you know what, God, I'm going to abide in you. I'm going to stay connected in you. In you, I live and move and have my very being. Amen. I mean, everything, you don't, you're not a businessman and a Christian. You're a Christian. And then whatever else you are. Amen. We put, that, we put that on first. That's who we are. And then we fit that into every area of our lives. Amen. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord. Because we're cultivating. Because that fruit, that fruit of peace will keep our heart free from trouble. It will give us direction in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just lift our hands unto the Lord.